Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 6th, 2012. And Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. State by state, battle for presidency goes to the voters. Cities, schools reopen to snarls, and transit headaches persist in New York. In today's national headlines, after the storm, a way of life lies in splinters. Officials rush to enable voting by the storm tossed. And Georgia's voters will decide on the future of charter schools. In today's financial headlines, HSBC may face charges in laundering inquiry. Deal maker for Morgan Trading Unit is eased out. And Toyota reports tripling of profit despite lag in China. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is a political memo, state by state, battle for presidency goes to voters. Clues to the outcome could come early, but the night could be long. It's written by Jim Rutenberg and Jeff Zeleny. The most expensive presidential race in American history now becomes the biggest show on television, a night with enough uncertainty that it could become a telethon lasting well into morning. For the third time in the last four presidential campaigns, the Democratic and Republican presidential nominees went into Election Day tied in the national polls, with not one of the major opinion surveys giving President Obama or Mitt Romney a lead of statistical significance. But presidential races are decided in the states, and the nation will finally know, as one of Obama's top aides has put it, which side is bluffing, and whether battleground state polls, which have given Obama a slim but consistent edge, accurately foretold the outcome. As the night unfolds, clues to the outcome will spill out well before the votes are counted. If Romney is substantially exceeding the share of the white vote that went to Senator John McCain four years ago, that will be a sign that he's replicating the coalition that gave President George W. Bush a second term. If Obama can win Virginia, a battleground with an early poll closing time, Romney's options for getting an electoral college majority will be substantially reduced. And in Ohio, the vote in Hamilton County, which Obama and Bush both won, could signal who takes the state. On Monday, Romney and Obama went on traditional last-day blitzes across the most important swing states, overlapping in the place that is expected to have the lead role in Tuesday's drama, Ohio. For Obama, it was the last day of campaigning in a career that took him in a few short years from the Illinois State Senate to the U.S. Senate and finally to the White House. For Romney, it was to be the end of his seven-year quest for the presidency. But late Monday, his aides announced that he would make one last pass at Pennsylvania and Ohio on Tuesday. Some Republicans said they believed the final push was needed given that Romney was going into Election Day without any of the top competitive states definitively in his column. A senior party strategist lamented that there was a preponderance of evidence cutting against us. The rise of early voting across the country meant that more than 30 million Americans had cast their ballots before Election Day. Those results will be reported Tuesday night, providing a new element for viewers at home. Many states will report initial results that encompass far more votes than ever before. Now, as the campaigns say, it is all about turnout. But the main question is who? 
Romney's campaign built its theory of winning around the idea that turnout for Obama will fall well below its 2008 tally. The Obama campaign did not entirely disagree, but believes it has rebuilt his coalition of women, Hispanics, African Americans and young voters just enough to win.